Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hello, everyone. I wanted to welcome Ted Craig back to the show. If you remember, he uh, was interviewed with on our show back on episode three. You might want to check that out. Ted, welcome. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Thanks. That's great. Anybody who knows me knows that I love travel. I am passionate about travel. It is how I want to spend my time. And I understand that you have been to many, many places around the world. Now, I know that we all struggle sometimes with new, uh, new surroundings and new, new environments. And sometimes we struggle with going outside the box and doing things that are not the norm. And I think that maybe we have that in common where you want to branch out and not live your life like everybody else. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about, about what, what you're passionate about when it comes to travel? Well, certainly when it comes to traveling itself, my motivation for doing it is to see, it sounds simple, but to see a place with my own eyes, probably having read about it in a book or seen it in a a movie or something, to then actually go to see something and experience it and of course the culture and the whole ambience with your senses, that's my motivation. And so to that end, I would always try to kind of stay as long as possible, what they call slow travel. And that may only be a two or three days, but better than a few hours. And I often would, uh, when I was when I was younger, of course, I would really make the effort to uh, stay and work in a place for a while. So that could be at, at least a few weeks, if not many months. Oh, that sounds great. Fantastic. Definitely something that I'd like to hear a little bit more about for sure. sure. Um, have you ever found yourself in certain situations that were uncomfortable or maybe not expected? And how did you get through those? Yeah, I mean, along the same theme, I guess, and speaking broadly, it it kind of came down to mm, the choices I made and, and what I was kind of testing myself to do. And so basically my my whole approach was that when I finished university, and this was about 15 years ago, I never really had the mindset that I'm going to go straight into finding a full-time job, I, like I wanted to make lots of money, I didn't have big career ambitions or any of that. I wanted to travel. I wanted to have those experiences, see the world, meet people, and really get out there. The things I've been waiting years to do, essentially. And so to that end, it really came natural to me to pursue the method of doing that. Uh, I didn't want to just go and live in a place, even if it was overseas, and you know, say you go live in, in, I don't know, England or something for like a year, and come home and then carry on with your career. I mean, that's cool. And lots of people do that stuff like that, which is great. But I wanted even more than that. I really wanted to make it a full-time thing to travel and live in different places. First, it was around Canada. 
all kinds of places around Canada because I'm from Ontario, Eastern Canada, and I wanted to see more of my own country and live in parts of my own country. And then, of course, beyond that, to, to see other parts of the world. And so as a result of making that, that choice, which again came pretty naturally and instinctively, I frequently found myself in positions of wanting to move to another place, being ready to move anyway, and maybe a job was finishing or maybe it was time to quit that job and, and move on and leave it behind, which meant that every few months, generally every six, maybe 12 months at the most, I was starting again, starting from scratch. I'd put everything in my backpack, maybe send a box or two back back home to my parents' house and you know, get on the bus or whatever and move on to the next place I had in mind and start from scratch. Got to find a job, got to find a place to live. Uh, I didn't know anybody there, probably, maybe one or two people, but I probably didn't have any real connections. And, you know, that I, I get it. I mean, that whole, even talking about it now, that whole approach sounds pretty intimidating. And I did that, I don't know, at least half a dozen times or more in my life. But again, very consciously, I wanted to do that. That was the test for myself. It really did just kind of come naturally. I wasn't forced into it. I didn't, I wasn't fired. I wasn't, I didn't quit my job um, out of any kind of anger or anything like that. I didn't lose my job. I wanted to move around. I wanted to try different places. You know, I lived out in, uh, in the Rocky mountains, for instance, for a few summers, which is beautiful, incredible, and lots of great friends and interesting work, but I didn't want to spend my whole life there. I wanted to, to live in Vancouver for a while. I wanted to be there for the, uh, the winter Olympics back in 2010. So I packed everything up, left my job, showed up in Vancouver. I did have a friend with me, fortunately. So the two of us were kind of in the same boat, but we didn't really know anybody. We had to find a place to live, which is hard to do. It was expensive. We needed jobs. I wanted to get a job in, in tourism as the, as the work that I ended up falling into as a career. Uh, so, you know, I, wanted, I needed to find a, a good job that was worth my while and, and then try to find a way, how can I get involved with the Olympics? I really wanted to be there and participate. So I did. But here's the thing, it took a long time. I remember we arrived in Vancouver in January, beginning of January, 2009. And I didn't get, I knew the job I wanted, the place I wanted to work. And I kept kind of hounding on them, essentially banging on their door and like getting in for an interview, which I finally did. And it took them even then like weeks to actually said, okay, we're, we're ready to offer you the job. I didn't even start the job until I think mid-April. So now, what's that, about three months or so that I was I was unemployed. And I did think for sure. I remember I went to a temp agency at one point. It's like, you know, can I find some office work? But they asked me, well, how long are you available? Now, I didn't know. I was waiting on this other job. Like it could have been maybe a week or two. It could have been two months. It was hard to make, to have that kind of clarity. And it was stressful. You know, I was uh, running out of my savings. Vancouver is a very expensive city. And there were moments when I was like, what should I do? You know, do I keep along the same path or do I throw in the towel? Even if I throw in the towel, where am I going to go? I don't want to go back home to my parents' house. I got to make this work. So, I mean, you stick it out long enough and, and you stay true to, to your goals, I guess, and what you want to do. And ideally, hopefully things will work out one way or another. Eventually it's a, it's a real test of patience though, to be able to do that. And for sure, financially. And I mean, I come back to that because that was, that's not even the only example. There were lots of other times later on when I was traveling in, in Australia, in, in New Zealand, even in, uh, in the UK, but before that, uh, where I was essentially in the same boat. You know, I, I was trying to find work, trying to find something that made sense. I didn't know anybody and I was running out of money and I had to do something. 
Um, but I knew that I had chosen to put myself in that uh, position. Um, and that's just it. I had purposefully not had a, a car. I didn't have a cell phone. I, it, this was a long time ago, of course, 10, 15 years ago. But you have to make those kinds of choices to give yourself the flexibility to adapt to that type of situation. So uh, it came naturally to me, you know, as hard as it was and stressful at times, it's what I wanted to do and it came naturally to me. So I think that helped. I know that that helped me get through the times of serious stress and anxiety for sure. Well, I love that. I love hearing your story. It, uh, it's giving me courage to go out and do the same thing. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is first you needed to make a, con a conscious decision to do it. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is to really follow through. See, it's tough because people um, in life, I find that uh, there's a set way of doing things. People go to school, they graduate, they get a job, they get married, they have kids, they have, you know, but who says you have to live like everybody else? Um, exactly. It's, it's tough. So you don't have to have life figured out, but you do have to follow I feel that you do have to follow your dreams and follow what's important to you. Otherwise, what, what is the point really? I mean, we're mm -hmm. going to have struggles, whether we do those things or whether we stay in our comfort zone. So you might as well do the things that you love. And it sounds fascinating to me. Yeah. They get some good stories out of it for sure. Um, but I think this is what might relate as much or more to, to your audience is what's come since then from my perspective, because I traveled the world in Canada and had these kinds of jobs and lived that kind of life for about 10 years. And, uh, you know, as I say, it really just came naturally. And then, I mean, along the way, I met uh, I met my wife and, and she had already made a lot of those career commitments. She'd studied to be a teacher and she was ready to start her career. So I was going to go where she was and where she had a job and, and settle down with her. And that was okay. And then, you know, was, of course, one thing leads to another. We, we get married and we buy a house and now we have two young kids. And it's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. And, you know, we feel very blessed and lucky all the time. It's just a big adjustment. And I often struggle with uh, still, even and now there's been, well, I mean, our kids are two and four years old and, you know, we've uh, quote unquote been settled down for, I guess, about six years now, let's say. And I still struggle. I still struggle with kind of settling into that type of lifestyle and reality because the instinct for me is to have change, is to have variety and flexibility to be able to be out there um, and, and see the world. Or even I have learned over the last few years, you don't necessarily have to be traveling. It's really more a question of having flexibility in say your time and how you make a living, the work that you do, that's what it really came down to for me. And, and that's the challenge now to juggle all that, of course, when you have a family to support and bills to pay and a mortgage and all the rest. So again, we made those choices very consciously. We, we wanted to have a family and this is the type of stuff that you got to be able to juggle if, if, you know, to, to achieve the things that you want, but it's, it's much more of a struggle I find to still stay true to myself and the things that, that uh, give me energy and, and to stay true to yourself and, the life that that's important to you as well. Yes, I find it's very hard um, to find a balance, whether it's through family or marriage or even being single or your work or even finding the difference between what you want to do and what you need to do, being an adult even, you know. But it's tough because it's very easy to lose yourself in any one of those situations. 
And what I want the listeners to realize is that mm. you don't need to lose yourself to get to be with somebody else. You don't need to lose yourself to try something new. It's just a part, another extension of yourself. So sometimes we feel so stuck and that um, we can't shake things up and that we can't change or rock the boat and change the way that we live because it's just not accepted. So I think it's really important. And I love hearing stories like yours where you jumped in, even if you didn't have all the answers and you jumped in and you tried. And even though now you have a balanced, you know, sounds like a little bit more of a balanced life. That's good too. Like mm -hmm. it's great to experience different things. I'm sure that you've grown in both situations in both now being home with the kids and also um, before having children and, and being more free in the sense of travel. Um, I'm sure you've learned a lot about yourself in both of those situations. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, uh, that's life. And when you adapt to all these various stages of life and embrace them too. So yeah, that's a good point. I think uh, I find myself thinking a lot about the, the question of patience. So like I said earlier, when I was traveling and you had, you knew that you were, you were going to get a job, you were going to figure things out, you were going to find a place to live, but it may take, it may take more than just a few days. It could take a few months. Well, it was kind of the same thing here in our lives right now. I mean, we want to be here. We love our house and we love our kids and we want to have this kind of a family life. But at the same time, we, we feel there's, there's got to be a little bit more to life than just going to work and coming home. And, you know, we want to travel. We want to give our kids more experiences. We want to do those things as a, as a family. Uh, it's a little tricky. I know people do it. I know that it's possible, but it is a little tricky when, when your kids are two and four years old and they're not out of diapers yet and stuff like that. So it's a question of patience. And if you ask me, I would hope, I don't know, four or five years from now, maybe before then, if we have made those kinds of changes that, that we, we would be ready in a sense to do right now, but we need to be patient and we just need to uh, line things up and, and prepare ourselves to make those kinds of changes. We dream about, say, going to Peru or in particular, but if, you know, other countries and maybe teaching English, learning Spanish, giving our kids that kind of cultural experience, of course, and the whole the adventure that goes with that. You know, we think about even spending some time, maybe a year uh, in other parts of Canada. And, and I mean, Emily, my wife, she's Francophone, but she teaches English. She could teach, teach French in a different part of Canada. Again, give our kids that kind of um, exposure. So there's lots of things you can do when you have all these kind of things to juggle. It does take a, a bit more time. It's more complicated. And that's what can make it really stressful. So I have to remind myself, we can do this. We really can. It's just a question of patience and a bit more planning. But I find that if things are not are too easy, they're not really worth worth trying either. Yeah. Like the, the harder things are to get, I think when the moment comes and you do succeed, it just means so much more. That's true. As well. Yeah. That's a good point. I'll tell a story when I was in Australia, which was in 2011, uh, to, to the day, of, well, from when we're recording here, but about nine years ago, exactly, I was in Australia. I had arrived in early March, and I intended for sure to travel around for maybe three or four weeks. So I went to Sydney and Canberra and Melbourne. I got to Melbourne. And I love Melbourne. It's a beautiful city. There's so much to do, lots of great neighborhoods. We actually did have some family friends there, but uh, I didn't really have any other connections. But I said, nah, I'm going to stay here. This is a great city. I can see myself staying here for the next few months. I had a work permit and all the rest. 
Well, after like three and a half weeks or so of trying to find work and like going from hostel to hostel, trying to find a, a comfortable place to sleep and no one was hiring. They don't hire backpackers quite as much as easily in, in Australia because they know that they'll probably take off after like a couple of months or something and keep traveling. You know, it's hard for <laughs> employers to, to trust that you're actually going to stick around, which is a fair point. So it was hard right. to find work. And of course, I'm running out of money. It's an expensive country. I had to make the decision. Well, uh, by I guess around the end of April at that point, uh, am I going to stick around here in Melbourne and really try to make it work? Maybe commit to to finding like a room in a in a flat or something like that, or am I going to go somewhere else? And my gut feeling, my instinct was I should keep moving. I'm going to try something else. Part of it was the weather because in April you're getting close to winter in Australia, and it's kind of in Melbourne at least is kind of like 10 to 12 degrees Celsius. It's cloudy and rainy a lot of the time. It's like I didn't really come to Australia for this. I was looking for some sunny beaches, <laughs> blue sky. So, so I kept going. I went to Adelaide for a few days. I had a friend there and uh, I poked around a bit, but I thought I'm going to keep going again. I went up to Broome, which is the northwest corner of Australia, of Western Australia, and very, very isolated, hundreds of kilometers from the nearest town of any kind. A beautiful, stunning beach there is called Cable Beach, one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, miles and miles of beautiful sand, and a bit of a tourist place. It was baking hot. It was like, now it's the opposite. It's like 40 degrees and humid, and and uh, this is kind of the opposite extreme, and uh, there wasn't really a lot of work there either. I mean, I didn't really feel comfortable. Again, it's kind of your gut feeling. I probably could have stayed there and, and stuck it out and made it work, but I didn't really have the feel for it. So at this point, you know, it was uh, another two weeks or so, two or three weeks. We're getting into May. I've been traveling now for like two and a half months. I'm really running out of money. I got to do something. I was starting to think maybe I'm going to have to go home. But I got on a plane and flew down to Perth. And as soon as I got to Perth, it was like 20 degrees Celsius, beautiful blue sky. And they tell me, yeah, this is what it's like in winter. It's beautiful, mate. So I was like, okay, I, I can get used to this. And I made the commitment. So I, it took a little, a few days at least, but I found a room in a flat with a guy who lived in Fremantle, which is on the coast, uh, kind of the port city of uh, Perth. And pounded the pavement, went to job agencies. Uh, I, I worked in a pizza restaurant for a couple of days. That didn't really work out. I wasn't fast enough. Eventually, I found a job at the local grocery store uh, delivering groceries where people would order online. And I'd show up in the afternoon and I'd uh, pick up my little refrigerator truck and they'd give me the list, like uh, the map and GPS device, all that. And I'd spend the next few hours driving around the city and bringing people the groceries. It was great. You know, I get to see the whole city, meet lots of locals. They'd show you their house and you, you know, you see the differences between Australia and Canada and of course, driving in the other side of the road. So it, it, it turned out great. But man, I think back to it now. And it's like, that was a lot of perseverance, you know, of a good couple months of uncertainty. And there were moments when it's like, I might just have to go home. I don't know if I can cut it. But it's, it's, a, it's always a test of patience, as, as so many things are. But you survived it. And look, you're yeah. here to tell the story. And you it a good sounds story. like you're <laughs> smiling behind your voice that yeah. You know, if you could do it again, you'd still go back and do it again, right? Yeah, it's true. And that's just it. So when I think about my wife and our kids and, and as a family doing whatever we end up doing, whenever, whenever it is, we'll figure it out. If it's what we really want to do, we will make it happen. Uh, and I've got, that's, I've got multiple stories, I guess, like that, which, which proved to me that it's possible. For sure. I think it's great. I think if we don't put ourselves out there and take and take the risk that we are really 
we're doing ourselves an injustice. I mean, one of my biggest regrets is to be, uh, you know, to see myself at the end of my life. And if I could go back, you know, I don't want to have that regret, no matter, it could be something small. It doesn't have to be traveling around the world or doing anything like that. But if you, if you're, if you always use fear as, as a reason not to do something, it's sad. It's, it's so easy to, to do that, to let fear um, and uncertainty stop you. It is so easy. Believe me, I know that. Um, but I feel that if you can push through that, you know, the, the experiences that you can have and the things that you can learn and the people that you can meet, it really, it really surpasses the fear by far. And I think yeah. it's fantastic that you've done all these things. Well, it's funny when to hear you talk about fear, you know, I guess obviously everyone has their own interpretation of what fear means to them. I was never afraid, I guess what you might think of as fear, when it came to all my travels and whether I was afraid of finding work or or even being in unsafe situations. I mean, for me, it's kind of like, well, the worst case scenario is I got to come home and I don't know, get a real job or something, but that, which would suck. But I wasn't like afraid. Uh, but I understand. I totally understand if, if people would feel you know, intimidated, feel uh, fearful or something like that. But we all have our own interpretations and uh, of fear and what what uh, makes us afraid. For me, the last, I guess, few years, two or three years, I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to transition to being basically an entrepreneur and try to work online, be self-employed, put myself out there, etc. create things of value. And that's been a big uh, fearful kind of barrier for me. Uh, I'm getting there. I, I think <laughs> I'm getting closer. Uh, and you do, you absolutely have to push yourself. You can't wait forever and things won't happen, but you know, you have to find that balance between like not letting your fear consume you, but still pushing your comfort zone and, and taking whatever the next big step is. Yeah. But the fact that you're putting yourself out there and trying something new, that is the whole point of, 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 uh, just, trying um giving yourself permission again to to make mistakes and to learn as you go the fact that you're you're putting yourself out there and trying to be an entrepreneur and even though yes it can be somewhat scary it's also very exciting so sometimes we can um maybe just think of that more and not focus so much on the fear i think that um i i think i don't know at the end of the day i think it's great. I think it's great when people go out of their comfort zone. I think it's great when you push yourselves. It's very, very hard to do. And a lot of us aren't yeah. ready to do that yet. But the feeling uh, when you are ready, the feeling that you get is is like nothing else. Yeah. And to have t- those tiny wins, those little bits of success, um, you know, one step at a time, that really makes a big difference. And you achieve something once, even if it's just a small way, like creating a podcast, putting it out there, you know, and then you do it again and you do it again. You start to become comfortable with that. It has a feeling of normalcy and you can start to look back and say, I have actually accomplished something now over maybe the last few weeks or whatever it is. But it, those tangible results really do help your your psyche. Yes, for sure. I can, I can understand that. I'm very new at this. So yes, I'm hoping to learn a lot and I'm hoping to get more comfortable and more confident oh, yeah. as well. So, well, you will. You want to do it. You, I know you want to do it, and you're doing it right now. But yeah. then you'll get to the next phase, which is uh, sticking with it, persevering. 
you know, it, it can be fairly straightforward, let's say, to get through those first maybe 8, 10, 12 episodes. But then when the grind really kicks in, and, and whether it's podcast or blogging or YouTube or whatever it is, but, you know, to stick with it. And, and, and I'm saying all this, but I mean, I need to live that too. I, <laughs> I need to prove to myself that I can stick with things over that, over that kind of time and adversity and whatever else. But that's, that's a challenge for all of us, um, well, content creators or anyone else who's trying to put something out there of value. Yes, I completely agree. Thank you so much. Yeah. Your story was very inspiring to me today, and I learned a little bit more about you. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on here and talking about how, you know, your struggles about staying true to what you wanted to do, despite what was expected of you or what other people were doing, you know, when you finished university and, and mm -hmm. how things have changed for you. And now you're starting with entrepreneurship. I think that's fantastic. And I wish you all the best. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.